GLC presents a Studio B production brought to you by the donations of our faithful partners. Hello, how's your life going? Are you really learning to trust the Lord more than you ever have? You know that's what He wants for you. You're just so special to God. He paid such a price to get you. He paid the ultimate price. He gave Jesus to get you. And then he got you both back. So I hope that your life is growing in the Lord and that your Christian walk is such a pleasant, wonderful experience that's bringing you deeper and deeper into relationship with the Lord. It doesn't matter if your life's bad. We all have bad things happen in our lives. There isn't anybody that has the perfect life where everything's great because they're a Christian. It's just not like that. Life has very, very hard things. And I've learned that when you're going through those hardest ones, it's just about all you can do to hang on to your faith and to hang on to the fact that God loves me and he's with me in this. Don't ever think God did this to punish you or because he hates you. It's not true. Life is hard. Just life being life, it's hard. But he says, I'll go through it with you. And that makes all the difference. Today we're talking about what to do when you can't wait for God to give you an answer. In today's world, there's a lot of people giving answers, aren't there? You got Dear Abby, Dear Ann Landers, you have internet people giving advice. You have people who don't walk with God giving you advice. And you need to be really careful of that because they're not led by God and they'll lead you astray. You've got to learn how to have your little spiritual antennas right up here going, mm, not God, avoid it. But did you know, and I'm sure you do, there's a lot of people that consult psychics today, mediums, seances, they do witchcraft. I bet a lot of you think witchcraft is of the devil. It says in Galatians 5, witchcraft is the sin of the flesh. You're shocked a bit. I was too, till I read it. Why would witchcraft be a sin of the flesh? Power. People want power. They want to be in control, and they certainly don't want to let God be in control. And they think, I've got it made. I'm in control. Let me just tell you, God says, I hate it all. Don't have anything to do with any of it. It'll ruin you in the end, and it will. Anything that draws you away from God, it's going to ruin you in the end. You don't want it. But we're going to talk about it today. It's been going on forever. There's always been witchcraft. There's always been mediums. There's always been things that sound like they're supernatural, and maybe they are, but they're not of God. I've been going to Africa for the last two years, and, you know, they have witch doctors over there. So I thought, I wonder if they're for real or not. And I went to a missionary and said, are, are witch doctors for real? He said, some of them are. Some of them are just in it for the money. That kind of sounds like a lot of things that we see here in America, isn't it? Just in it for the money. They put fear in people. They make people think, if you don't listen to me, you're not going to 
succeed. Right now, there is a woman. This is by the power of the Lord I'm saying this. There's a woman watching this show, and you're allowing another woman to have the kind of influence over you that you have fear if you don't listen to her and do what she says, you're not going to make it. That's witchcraft. They may not have that name, but that's what it is, exercising control and power over people to make them feel like they have to listen to you. In the Bible, there's an interesting story in 1 Samuel about the witch of Endor. This occurred in a time when Saul was the king. Now, what do you know about King Saul? He's the king before King David. King David replaced him. Why? Saul was anointed to be king, and Saul started out a really good guy. He was extremely tall. In fact, it says he stood head and shoulders above anybody around him. And Saul had kind of an esteem problem, a selfish image problem, a self-image problem. If you read about it, he always felt like he had to please people. And any time in life when you think, if I don't please them, they won't like me. If I don't please them, they won't include me. If I don't please them, I won't fit in. If I don't please them, they won't do what I say. Then you've got an, a problem. Saul had it. He was the king, and he still had the problem. And yet... He was anointed to be the king, but oh, he messed up so much. Samuel, the prophet, was his advisor. Samuel was a good man, a really good man. All of his life, he was a good man, and he spoke the truth. He would say, Saul, do this. This is what the Lord says. Saul, do this. Saul, don't do this. And Saul would listen to him. But there came a day, as Samuel got a lot older, that Saul saw David coming on the scene. He was jealous of David. He, he wanted to get rid of David, and he was just afraid. A lot of fear coming in his life, a lot of fear. And he uh, had his enemies coming around him. He didn't know what to do. He had really disobeyed the Lord, really disobeyed the Lord, and done something that Samuel said, wait until I get there before you act. And Saul, the Bible says, so afraid of his men and what they would say that he deliberately disobeyed Samuel. And Samuel came to him, this is later, and said, God's taken the kingdom from you and given it to another. So this was a man who had a lot of fear. And if you notice, when you're tempted to go to a psychic or a fortune teller, you have fear. Now, some of you go... Just because you've heard about it and you think, well, I think I'll try that and see what that's all about. Ah, eh, there ain't anything to that. I'm telling you, God says, I hate it and don't do it. That should be enough for you. If God says he hates it, you need to avoid it. It doesn't matter if you think just a little game, just a little fun. I had an experience happen with a psychic one time. I'm a, a makeup artist besides preaching, and I've done that for many, many years. Uh, I, I worked so hard at it that I, I went to work for an agency. I act in commercials sometimes. I've been a model, and I began to do production makeup. That's a little bit harder. That's what you do to people like me that are on TV right now. And I got the job in 1998 of working for Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey uh, was sued by a man in Texas over a beef issue, 
and the trial was held in my town, Amarillo, Texas. And my agent got me the job along with another lady and then a couple of other ladies, but mainly one other lady. And our job was to do the makeup on all these movie stars and all these people who uh, had things going on in their life that were big enough that they got on the Oprah show. And in that, one night, a man was assigned to me, because you have to do, men have to wear makeup on TV too. And a man was assigned to me, and I had seen this man on TV on Larry King's show a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months before, and he was a psychic. And I had watched him on Larry King just long enough to figure out, that guy's a psychic, turn the TV off. You have to learn how to change channels when it's what God says, don't watch it. So, but I remember seeing this man, and uh, the next thing I know, I get my little list, of, these are the people's names that you're going to do makeup tonight, and I went, that guy's a psychic. I know he is. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And I thought, I've got to pray. I've got to get people praying. This guy's going to be on national TV, and he's going to do this psychic stuff and fool all these people. I, God, help. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. And I went to the two people that I knew that were working on the show that were Christians. And I, and, uh, I went to this guy that was the cameraman or the lighting guy, and I said, you're Christian, aren't you? He said, yes. I said, do you know how to do spiritual warfare? He said, yes. I said, are you really committed? Pretty committed, but I can do that. I said, you better get busy praying. We got a psychic on the show tonight, and he's going to deceive a lot of people. He said, okay, I'm praying, I'm praying. Went to another person on the show, said, you've got to pray. It's really serious. She said, okay, I'll pray, I'll pray. The man came into my room for me to do his makeup, and you know, it doesn't matter who a person is. You have to treat them with respect. And so the man came and sat in my makeup chair, and I began to put his makeup on him, and I'm here doing his makeup, just doing his makeup and everything. And I'm polite, and I'm smiling, and I'm saying in my head, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. You will not deceive people. You will not be allowed to do what you do. The Lord is against this. God, get a hold of this man and Get him, get him, God, save him. Don't. This man's in deception himself. He never knows I'm doing any of it because I'm smiling and being respectful to him. But I am binding that spirit because I know God says I hate it. Well, we had the show. The man comes out. And uh, I'm just watching behind stage to see what happens. And I notice that the show's going very, very fast. And I say to the director, what's going on? He said, Oprah, don't want anything to do with this guy. And you see, God answered those prayers. And that is the God we serve. He doesn't want you involved in this stuff. Don't be deceived. Don't let them deceive you. It's wrong. Well, let's see why God says it's wrong. I mean, it's not enough for me to say it. Where does it say it in the Word? In Leviticus 19.26, it says, Do not have anything to do with it. I hate it. In Isaiah 8.19, it says, Consult God. You know, in the Living Bible, it says, You believe in luck and fate? Okay, well, I'll abandon you to luck and fate. 
because there's no such thing as luck and fate to a Christian. I don't even know if it is to anybody, but it's certainly not for sure to a Christian. God is in control of your life. You, God wants to run your life. He doesn't want this other stuff running your life. In fact, God says in Deuteronomy 18, 9 to 14, it's an abomination to me. What is an abomination? You know, everybody says, well, all sin's the same to God. Well, it is because it's sin, and God hates sin. But there are things in the Bible that God says, this is an abomination to me. What is an abomination? Well, you know what one is. What is it that you just hate? It's just like, ugh. Well, that's how God feels about this stuff. That's why he's saying don't have anything to do with it. Who all practiced this kind of thing? Well, I told you about Saul. He had a witch call up Samuel. Now, I don't understand all of that. I just know what the Bible says. It says Saul had, uh, had banned all witches and mediums from the land. But somehow, one of them was in hiding, this lady. She lived in the place called Endor. And, and she was practicing her craft there. Paul, Saul became panic-stricken because he began to realize God's not with me anymore. He prayed, and God didn't answer. And he knew it was because he was sinning. And he really started panicking then because he thought, we're going to get killed. I'm going to get killed. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So he told his aides, you go and you find a medium who will tell me what to do. You ask her, what should I do? You know what Saul did? This is how you get into deception. You just get worse and worse. He disguised himself and put on clothes so that she wouldn't know who he was. And so he went to her house at night. He got two of his men. Now, see, that's another thing. Once you get in all this deception, you never do it by yourself. Then you start dragging other people into it, messing up their lives. So he drags two of his men with him. And he says, I've got to talk to a dead man. Would you bring his spirit up? And she said, are you trying to get me killed? You know Saul has banned all of this. You're spying on me. But Saul took a solemn oath that he wouldn't betray her. What a serious thing to take an oath to get something done that God says don't do. How serious is that? And the woman said, well, who do you want me to bring up? He said, well, bring me Samuel. And the Bible says, when she saw Samuel, she screamed, you deceived me. You are Saul. And Saul said, don't be frightened. What do you see? See, he's just pressing in there. He's so panic-stricken. He's so afraid. He, 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 he doesn't want to wait for God, and he doesn't want to repent and get God back on his side. He's going, what do he say? What do he say? What do he say? And she said, well, what is it? He said, what does he look like? He's an old man wrapped in a robe. And Saul realized it was Samuel. He said, Samuel said, why have you brought me up? He said, I'm in deep trouble. I'm in deep trouble. The Philistines are at war with us, and God has left me. He won't reply by prophets. He won't reply by dreams. So I've called for you to ask you, 
What do I do? You know what Samuel said to him, the spirit? Why ask me if the Lord has left you and become your enemy? He's done just what he said he would do. He's taken the kingdom from you and given it to your servant, David. All this has come on you because you did not obey the Lord's instructions when he was so angry with Amalek. What's more, the entire Israeli army will be routed and destroyed by the Philippines tomorrow, and you and your sons will be here with me. And Saul fell with fright on the ground. He was he was just faint with hunger. He hadn't eaten anything. So he was after something in a way he shouldn't have been after it. It was ruining his life. That goes on today, folks. It's not any different in Africa. They, there's witchcraft here. There's people involved in serious Satan worship. Anything to have power, anything to have answers, anything to keep from having to serve God and bow your knee to God. And look where it leads them. Psychic hotlines. I had a woman living with me that said she was a Christian. And she said, I said, well, what kind of stuff have you done? She said, oh, I've worked for the psychic hotline. I said, what? You know God says don't do that. She said, oh, I don't mean anything about it. So they just give you these tarot cards and you just make up stuff anyway. You just tell people what they want to hear. I said, it's not, God says don't do it. She did it anyway. She didn't listen to anybody. But God says to you, who really controls your future, me or the devil? And you know the answer to that. The answer is God controls your future. So his next question to you is, then why are you trusting what I tell you not to do to get your answers? Why aren't you trusting me? And then he says, why would you seek for the truth from the father of lies? Think about it. It's not the way to go. What are the rewards of trusting God for your future? I can tell you one of the things that makes it hard to do it. It's like, what if he doesn't answer? Well, how long will I have to wait? What if it isn't what I want to hear? But if you will trust God for your future, and I don't care, you're watching this show, and it's serious, really serious. It might, you might think it might cost me my life if I trust God. Well, let me tell you, if you're a Christian, you're going to a great place that we all want to get to. But it's more than that. What are the rewards of trusting God for your future? Well, you come to know God, the creator of the universe. And he says, I want you to know me. What's another one? God becomes your source. You begin to learn God is my source, not anybody else. He may use people to help you. But God is your source, and he wants you to know that. He's the creator of the universe. He can do it better than you ever thought about doing it. Let me ask you another thing. Do you realize how powerful God is? Have you ever seen God's power at work in your life? Have you ever seen him answer a big prayer for you? He wants to. 
He wants you to see how powerful he is. He is able to do more than you would ever think of, dream of, ask for, hope for. Read Ephesians 3.20 and believe it. You know, it's not enough to read the Bible. You've got to believe it for it to work. How about getting the opportunity to see the world of the Holy Spirit? You know, it's, we live in the days that's very exciting, very exciting. The Bible even says the godly man's life is exciting and the backslider's life is boring. Is your Christian life exciting? Get on the side of trusting God for everything. Going to him for your answers. It'll get exciting. You'll see miracles. Another thing that comes from trusting God, like I'm talking about, is you learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Most people today say, if I see it, I'll believe it. You know what Christians say? If I believe it, I'll see it. And that's what walking by faith is all about. Another one is it puts you in greater fellowship and dependency on other Christians. You need a group of people that challenge you. You need somebody above you that knows more than you do, that you listen to them and you think, I want to be just like that. And then you need people that are on the same level you are right now, and they're your running buddies. And you get together and you say, guess what I learned, and guess what I read in the Bible, and guess what God taught me, and they're going, oh, that's great, let's go. And then you even need people below you who are just coming along, and you say, hey, let me tell you how to trust God. And they say, oh, I don't know. Can you trust God? Yes. Can I trust God for my finances? Yes, yes, yes. It's wonderful. And, and with that, you are learning how to trust what God can do for you. Another is it puts you in dependency on God and not in dependency on yourself. Too many people go through life and say, I'm doing it my way. And I don't want anybody to tell me any different. But I'll tell you what, that may sound good. You might even say, I'm a self-made man. Nobody's ever helped me. Well, that's crazy. You don't know what God's done for you that you never gave him credit for. You don't know. You know, we're going to die, and someday we're going to see all of the accidents God kept from happening to us, all of the problems he kept away from us. There's not such a thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman. It's not true. And you don't want to get into that where you just don't, oh, I don't need God. You need, when you say things like that, you need God more than ever. That, you're probably the one that needs him the most. Well, have you been doing this stuff? If you have, I want to give you an opportunity right now to repent. Repenting is so great. You know what repenting is? It's like this. You're like this and you're just going as fast as you can doing one thing and God says, it's wrong. And you go, oh, it's wrong. Okay, God, I'm not doing it anymore. And you go real fast in the opposite direction. That's what repenting is. Maybe you're watching this show today and you have been involved in horoscopes. They're wrong. Uh, Ouija boards, that is wrong. Uh, seances, wrong. Witchcraft, wrong. Satan worship, really wrong. Really wrong. The devil hates you. Don't you dare work with him. He hates you. 
Maybe you've been involved with uh, white magic and you say, oh, well, it's white magic. It's not black magic. God says avoid it. Avoid it all. Here is your chance today to say, Lord, I have been doing that. I've been depending on that because I was afraid to trust you. I, I didn't know how to trust you. Some of you that are listening to me today have never, ever been taught about God. You may be in a country you don't even know about Jesus. You don't know anything about him. And you're listening to me to say he's the answer. And you're thinking, I don't even know what you're talking about. But I'm telling you, the living God wants to come and help you. He'll even help you repent. Did you know if you don't want to, and you know you ought to, did you know you can say, Lord, I don't even want to. Work in my heart, please, until I want to, and he will. So I'm going to give you a chance right now. Close your eyes. Just bow before God and say this, Lord, I am so sorry. I really have been involved in some things. Lord, it, I, I don't know. It's wrong, God, and now I really understand it. I'm so sorry that you, it's an abomination to you. You hate it. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Please get my life in order. Please heal my mind of anything that's been damaged. Touch me, God. Give me a heart that wants to follow you with everything that's in me. And I will bless you, Lord. I will bless you forever. I will bless your name. Now, I want to give you a chance to ask Jesus into your heart. It's not enough to say, yeah, I know about God. Yeah, I know about Jesus. I know he's a Savior. I've even been in church. I've even gone to Bible studies. But you don't really know him. You can say, oh, I know who the President of the United States is. I know all about him. I know what he does. I saw his picture in the newspaper. I saw him on TV. But do you know him? Of course not. Very few of us do. But the ones that do know him know what we don't know. You can know Jesus. You can know him as your Lord. You can know him as your Savior. Ask him in to your heart now. Bye. I'm Betty Swan with Betty Swan Ministries. You can write me at Betty Swan Ministries, 3102 West 45th, Amarillo, Texas, 79109. Or you can email me at betty at bettyswan.com. I have CDs, teaching CDs. You can order those from me. One is called God's Answers for Your Hardest Problems. Another is you too can move in signs and wonders. Another is effective praying that guarantees results. And the last one is walking free from your past. We all want to walk free, and you can too. Also, if you've been watching the show, you know I have a ministry called Pennies from Heaven where I get everyone to gather pennies and mail them in to Wells Fargo. And the account is Pennies from Heaven, Amarillo, Texas. 
Thanks for doing it. You've been doing a great job. Keep it up. This program was produced by and for God's Learning Channel. If you enjoy this program, we need your support to keep this program on GLC. Please make your checks out to God's Learning Channel, P.O. Box 61000, Midland, Texas 79711-1000. Please be sure to designate where your contribution is intended. It is very important to let GLC know which programs you enjoy and support.